HBO and Roku teamed up for the first in streaming House of the Dragon campaign. Roku's Director of Partner Growth joins us to discuss the campaign features, goals and how the experience came together. Listen on to learn more. This week's edition of Inside the Stream. This is Will Richmond from Video News, and Colin Dixon from In Screen Media is with me for our interview today. I am, and uh, we do have an interview. I'm really excited. We've got Grace Lamb from Roku. She's here to talk about the. I don't know if uh, all Roku users probably noticed this, this, but there was a big tie-in with the House of the Dragon release last weekend, and it's ongoing through the entire season. So anyway, she's here to talk about that which should be really interesting. She's going to give us the deets on what happened there. Uh, so that's that's what's up this week. Yeah, and we're going to get started with a couple of news items, as always, that caught our attention. And I think you're getting started with the Peacock news. I am, and Peacock is going to be getting NBCU and Bravo new shows in the new TV season the day after they are broadcast. They will be available to premium subscribers that's premium subscribers to the first tier and so you can watch with ads at that tier and boy will they have a very aggressive promotion to sort of drive interest in this you can sign up for that first tier premium uh, subscription for $1.99 a month if you sign up for 12 months so that's just 24 bucks for the entire year, which is a pretty big deal because it's actually $4.99 for the rest of us. So that's pretty exciting. And I've got to tell you, Will, I really think that this is going to have a tangible impact on Hulu subscribers. Um, one of the things I've noticed is that Hulu subscribers, uh, the acquisition of subscribers has slowed pretty dramatically over the last few quarters. And I think that this could be the thing that tips Hulu into loss in the second half. So uh, without that new content, that really means that ABC and Fox now are the only two that are feeding next day episodes from TV into, into Hulu, which means that Hulu really has to rely much more heavily on its original content and as we know the original content budget is shared amongst ESPN and Disney Plus and I think we know where Disney is putting most of its arrows it must make Disney Plus successful so I don't know I think this could be really bad news for Hulu yeah we'll wait and see what it, what impact it has on Hulu and of course you know the other part of this is that there's this um, ownership structure in Hulu where Comcast still owns a third but has a, uh, an option to sell it, I think, starting in 2024. So um, the question of what Hulu's value is, which is you know what you're pointing to in terms of what its subscriber growth or, um, or contraction looks like, directly affects the value of Comcast's uh, ownership interest in Hulu. So it's, um, so it's a move in some ways to, for, by Comcast to transfer value from Hulu, from its ownership piece of Hulu, over to Peacock, which of course it, it fully owns. That's right, that's right. So as you say, very complicated, but Comcast 
I think has dis- made the decision. I think the right decision, right decision to yeah. boost the value of Peacock. And if it costs them with the value of Hulu, they're willing to take that hit. And that's, I think, absolutely the right decision. But uh, what, yeah. caught, what caught your eye this week? Yeah, I agree with that, Colin, also. Um, what caught my eye is that, uh, you know, we all know that Amazon is taking over Thursday night NFL football games this season starting next week, first game. And um, it's going to be kind of a whole new era in um, NFL uh, history where um, games are going to be available only on streaming. But there will be one other outlet, it looks like, um, news this week that Amazon signed a deal with DirecTV that DirecTV's uh, uh, where DirecTV is used in 300,000 bars and restaurants, hotels, casinos, etc., uh, they will get a feed of the Amazon Thursday Night Football coverage. So um, beyond streaming, it'll also be available in those various public places. And I think that's smart business um, for both companies. Amazon gets to lay off some of the risk, um, some of the financial obligation that it took on for Thursday Night Football with DirecTV now involved, and DirecTV, of course, gets the Thursday night games, and that's um, that's good for their business, and, and certainly it seems like a good partnership. What do you think? There's going to be lots of ads for Amazon services in that Thursday night football feed that, that they get in DirecTV? Yeah, in DirecTV, and also, of course, when you're streaming the game, um, you know, it, I think it's going to be very stacked with Amazon ads, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of different products. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I just, I got one more, one more teeny item that I want to mention, Will. And that is that, talking of Amazon, Amazon this week said that they were discontinuing the recast over-the-air DVR. Um, this product has been in the market, I think, for like four years now. I always wondered what the heck they were doing with this. Well, it didn't seem to be very aligned with anything else. And uh, I know uh, I I made a post on my site this week sort of uh, saying that uh, they were probably best out of this and they maybe shouldn't have ever uh, introduced it in the first place. And I got a couple of posts on my site with one, one, one person was claiming they bought it and they couldn't figure out how to use it and they couldn't get any help or instructions on how to use the darn thing. So there you go. Maybe that was a mistake and a mistake that Amazon has now corrected. Not a mistake at the epic level of the Fire Phone, mind you. But, um, <laughs> not quite Not quite that but, bad. But um, yeah, it, I agree with you. It, 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 it never really was apparent what, pro- what um, problem that device was trying to solve. That's right, that's right. But, but hey, I think it's probably time for us to get to our interview. Absolutely. And I'm very, very pleased to welcome Grace Lamb, who's Director of Partner Growth at Roku, to the podcast. Grace, welcome. Thanks so much, Colin and Will. It's nice to meet you. It's an honor to be here. Welcome, Grace. We're happy to have you. And you have just worked on this fascinating project with HBO about the House of the Dragon launch. And why don't you tell us about how that came about? How did that come together? Absolutely. I'm happy to walk you through. So um, as mentioned, I'm Grace Lamb. I've been at Roku for six years. And what I always tell people is that makes me a Roku dinosaur or in this case, a Roku dragon. Um, But I've held various positions at the company 
The common thread has always been though that I've been external facing, working with our key content partners to help them succeed on Roku by coaching them on how to navigate the platform, um, coaching them on which are the best tactics uh, to leverage from our tool set to meet their goals. And so that's kind of a little bit about, you know, my position and why I was able to uh, be the representative and, and kind of drive this initiative forward. But I would say that this has been brewing at Roku for a long time. Um, throughout my time at the company, there have been various teams expressing an interest in doing something like this, where we not only participate in content discovery for streamers, but we're actually building a content experience and taking them along with us for the ride and helping to connect them to content at a much deeper level. And so this, I am pretty certain, is Roku's most you know, giant campaign to date. Certainly it was a massive undertaking connecting so many teams at the company that don't typically interact with each other, but we were able to pull together a cohesive campaign that leveraged all of Roku's strengths. But most importantly, I think, um, Colin and Will, what really makes me excited is that this was really custom, a tailored campaign for HBO Max, for House of the Dragon. It wasn't something that Roku cooked up internally and then pushed to a partner in a silo. We really listened to the partner. We tried to understand their national campaign strategy. And then we adapted that for our Roku audience of 63.1 million households. So we wanted it to feel authentic and that it really spoke to Roku users in the Roku way. And so that's what I'm really proud of is that um, it was such a massive undertaking across our company. And then we deeply collaborated with our partner HBO Max to create something new and exciting that really fit the Roku platform. That's great background, Grace. Thanks so much for uh, sharing all that. And maybe a good segue right into um, uh, talking about what the key elements are or were of the um, House of the Dragon joint campaign. So this was a custom and fully integrated program that features both advertising and content elements that really celebrates the show House of the Dragon throughout the entire life cycle of the first season. And so this is a life cycle campaign that kicked off before the premiere last Friday, um, ahead of the, the show's premiere on Sunday. And we have so many exciting things in the pipeline that run through finale and even beyond the finale as we focus on subscriber retention. And so the campaign is multifaceted. It runs both on physical and digital channels um, from stores to living room and across devices beyond just CTV. So like web and mobile, for example, by, by leveraging uh, Roku's OneView platform. And there's so many elements of the campaign. I know we have limited time today um, and so many firsts, but there's really three pieces in particular that I'd like to highlight. The first is, uh, I would say the flagship element of the campaign is this exclusive fan experience that all Roku households in the US were able to enter directly from their main home screen menu on the UI. And so when hovering over this tab that was uh, branded House of the Dragon, users were invited to enter the world of Westeros. Um, and we positioned this experience as um, a lot of limited free content. And so when users clicked into this, they were essentially taken into a content hub that we built that includes things like trailers, character info, 
um, access to a sweepstakes where users can scan a QR code and enter a dragon-skinned uh, Roku Ultra device. Access to watch free episodes of Game of Thrones within HBO Max and more. Um, and one of the other key pieces of content within the hub is something called the Roku Rundown, which is a special that we produced through Roku's brand studio. It's a first to market 20 minute special where um, we welcome viewers back to Westeros, whether they've binged all of Game of Thrones three times like I have, or if they're completely brand new to the series, um, we wanted to make it very approachable. And so we have our two hosts, Andre Meadows and Tiffany Smith, who really break things down and let streamers know everything that they need to know to prepare for the show. And so there's exclusive interviews with the cast. There's fan footage from Comic-Con, which is really fun because people get really into it and dress up and talk about, you know, um, what they're looking forward to in the series. And then there's kind of fun segments like 60 second season recaps and trivia. And so we're really proud of this because this obviously isn't something that we can just um, turn on overnight. It took many, many months of planning, of production together with HBO Max to make sure that it really resonated with the Roku audience and that we were using our unique voice. Um, and then I would say, in addition to the hub and the Roku rundown, the third piece, which I, I mentioned before, is this device sweepstakes. We've done device sweepstakes before, but we've elevated this and connected it in a whole new way because it's threaded throughout the entire campaign. So as you walk into a retail store to buy a Roku device, we armed our sales reps in store to guide shoppers on how they can watch House of the Dragon on HBO Max, on Roku, covered with dragon signage. So obviously you can't miss that. And uh, the QR code that takes you to the Roku blog where you can enter for the sweepstakes is plastered in store. It's highlighted in in-channel uh, video advertising that runs across Roku's ad network. It was obviously featured in the hub. It was touted in the Roku rundown. It's being pushed through all of our off-platform channels like social and email and blog. So I think what really stands out here is that it's a cohesive kind of execution and it runs for, throughout the entire life cycle from pre-premiere through finale. And I'm really excited about how everything really came together. So the, the fan experience, talk about how that's gonna change and, and evolve over the arc of the, of the show. Yeah, you know, we really wanted to make sure we didn't just make a splash at launch, but that we were building off the momentum and excitement um, that we hope fans have throughout the season. Obviously, we, you know, there's always water cooler moments that we want to get around. Um, we'll have additional content sampling opportunities um, when uh, throughout the season. And then around finale, we, we're going to want to drive um, uh, more buzz and kind of reignite the excitement as, as people are kind of gearing up for, for the, the show's uh, season one finale. And so um, there's so many different elements. Um, I would just say that we, we have thoughtfully crafted and designed um, new experiences to pop up throughout the season to match kind of the user excitement and the opportunities from an advertising and a content perspective. That's great, Grace. Can you talk a little bit about um, how Roku thinks of this uh, 
a partnership for House of the Dragon in terms of being a template for other um, SVOD providers, marquee programs? Is this something that you guys would like to replicate for other um, you know, high profile shows? Yes, absolutely. It is our intention to replicate this level of a program for other partners who are willing to have us take part in the storytelling of their content with them. And so, as I mentioned before, like it's not just an advertising experience that you can just turn on overnight. We really invest with the partner to understand their IP and create custom content together with them. And so, you know, the the goal is not just to rinse and repeat this campaign, but it's we've built so many new foundational elements um, from an engineering perspective, created new new ad formats that can then be leveraged but tailored for other partners because we want to make sure that it's authentic and resonates with the fan audience. So absolutely, the, we, we really hope this is just the first of many to come. Very good. So you mentioned the new ad formats. Can you talk about how you're taking advantage of them in this, this particular campaign? Yeah, um, the, I would say one of the main ad formats is the Roku Rundown special, the 20 minute episode that was co-produced in partnership with HBO Max. So that's certainly an ad format that we want to continue to expand upon. Uh, we used interactive ad experiences. So while you're watching um, ad supported video content throughout the Roku platform, you'll be served as a user an option to bring Dragon Creative to life by clicking a, a button on your remote. Um, you can scan a QR code directly from those ads to enter the sweepstakes. You can set tune-in reminders so that you don't miss a minute of the upcoming episodes. You'll always know when, when they drop. And so there's a lot of little fun things we've woven in to make sure that users are actively engaging with the campaign. It's not a passive lean back experience, but they can actually take action to participate in a deeper way. And the Roku Rundown, that was produced at the Roku Studios, right? It was, it was. And this is the first time that we've partnered with a content partner to actually produce something this custom and this bespoke. And, you know, it, it took so much creativity. I was just so impressed by the talent that we have. Um, it, they came up with ideas that just were above and beyond what I certainly could put together myself. So very impressed by the team, both at Roku on the brand studio, but also the collaboration with HBO Max and the fact that they entrusted us to help tell the story of Game of Thrones, which obviously is their most precious IP. Um, we were just so, so thrilled that they entrusted us to take part in the storytelling journey with them. Congrats on that, uh, Grace. I agree with you. It certainly is uh, HBO's highest profile IP. So no doubt they're very careful with what they allow and enable creator, uh, partners to, to do with it. Yeah, it just speaks really volumes to the deep relationship I think we've built with them. It's not just any sort of client relationship. It's it's a deep, you know, shared partnership yeah. where we are mutually incented for this to be successful. And so, um, yeah, best in class partners, um, really, really thankful that they were willing to risk and be so bold um, 
in, in partnering with us. So let's talk about outcomes just a little bit. Earlier you mentioned um, actually subscriber retention is one of the key goals of the campaign um, as things go forward. Can you talk a little about um, where subscriber acquisition fits in and any other goals and, and also maybe a little bit uh, if you're able to talk about how you're going to measure success? Yeah, this is such a comprehensive campaign that we have KPIs that kind of run the entire user funnel, but I would say at a high level, our goal is to be the premier OTT destination for House of the Dragon. So driving maximum viewership, exciting, you know, the, the biggest fan base possible. And so um, user engagement is, is key, but obviously this is a huge acquisition moment. Um, so through, you know, Roku Pay, um, users are able to subscribe to HBO Max on their Roku devices, and we wanted to maximize that opportunity for subscriber acquisition, engagement, and retention. Um, one 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 way we're doing that is we are participating in a um, an offer where users can subscribe and and get up to forty percent off of the annual plan, and so we really leaned into messaging that unique value proposition for users ahead of the, the season um, premiere because we wanted to make sure that we're capturing users and retaining them um, and we're also going to be retargeting them with content that we believe they will have affinity for to keep them interested in HBO Max beyond just the House of the Dragon uh, series. Very good. So, you know, as you were talking there, it put me in mind of something that I remember uh, B Sky B in the UK used to used to say back in the nineties they invested heavily in interactive television and they would talk a lot about how experiences were better on Sky. It's better on Sky, I think was the slogan. Is this something that you're going for with Roku? That it's better on Roku? Absolutely. You know, I hope someone can come up with a cool slogan for us, but I hope the sentiment <laughs> is the same in that partners believe as we believe that it's it's better with Roku. We want to be the first stop for partners when they want to try out new, big, bold, creative ideas, and that we're not just amplifying their existing campaign strategy, but actually tailoring it, customizing it to Roku users, right? And leveraging kind of the native Roku tools, using Roku's voice to make sure that we're resonating with, with our streamers. And so, with Roku's massive scale with 63 million households, obviously there's a huge massive opportunity and we want to be a first stop for partners. Um, and again, due to just the nature of the stuff that we're, we're building, it, it takes the, a long lead time and it takes deep, deep partnership. And so, yeah, um, we're already kind of thinking about 2023 and, and what else we can do along these lines. And we really hope this is um, a leading case study for other partners who are interested in, in, in doing things better. Uh, we'll have to come, come back to you with a, a fun, cool slogan. I'll think about That's that one. Fun slogan, yeah. Do, <laughs> yeah. Can, can you give us, a, give us a sense for what the arc of the project was like? You said it was a fairly long project. When did it start and, and you know, how, how long did it take? Yeah, I would say again, um, I've heard murmurings and you know interest from various teams for several years in terms of doing something of this scale, but in earnest, 
I would say that probably 12 months ago was when we finally had the tools, the resources, the teams, the investment to be able to bring something like this to life. And at that point, I was being asked by folks, you know, on our consumer team, what should we do? Which partner should we work with? What show should we test this on? And immediately, you know, I, I said, it's it's House of the Dragon. It's a no brainer, um, both, both because HBO Max is the right partner and because it's the right show. And so it, it was very clear to me, I think, from the start. And we were just laser focused on making sure that this was the this was the show that we debuted with. So um, I would say a lot of strategizing, a lot of brainstorming about 12 months ago, but the engineering effort, the content production, all of that um, took probably five or six months of actual kind of, you know, grinding work, <laughs> but a lot of pre-planning and strategy ahead of that. Sounds like quite an undertaking, Grace. It's very, um, it's very impressive. And uh, as we start to wrap up, just wondering if you might be able to give us a sneak preview of what Roku users might expect on the second weekend, episode two of um, House of the Dragon. You know, I would probably I would pay a lot of money <laughs> to watch an episode two. Obviously, with the sensitivity and how precious this IP is, you know. Even even Roku is limited in, in, in what we know. I know there will be dragons. I can guarantee you dragons. <laughs> That's an educated <laughs> guess. <laughs> aside from that, you know, there's we, we know kind of key beats to, to, to get behind. Um, and oh, the pilot was so good. It was so good, it delivered so well. And so um, we, we're, we're so excited to see kind of what's, what's in store there. But we're gonna see from a campaign perspective, just continued momentum in terms of all the ad experiences I mentioned, um, any time that we have uh, new content that we can provide to our users, we're gonna get behind that. And so um, more to come there, but I would recommend for all your listeners to, to watch the Roku Rundown, even if they don't have a Roku yet, you can actually watch the Roku Rundown on the Roku channel on, on your web and mobile devices. And so that would give you kind of a quick 20 minute preview into the, the campaign. Um, and, and through the episode, you can actually um, access that QR code to enter to win a dragon themed Roku Ultra. So um, yeah, definitely check it out. I'm happy to send, send you a link. I have a feeling that you might be able to sell those for a premium if <laughs> after you've given away the ones that you're going to get a, give away. Grace, this has been fantastic. I hope you can come back and talk to us when you do something like this again with another big, uh, big high-profile title. Anytime. I'm happy to come back. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Grace. We appreciate your time. Inside the Stream is a production of in-screen media and video news, all rights reserved.